Today, we're going to explore the question, what is a Mercury retrograde? And how Mercury retrogrades tend to be notorious for messing up communication, travel issues, bringing exes back into our lives, and even messing up technology around us. We're going to help you navigate the next one. So feelings of frustration move into reflection and pause and help you connect more to your inner intuition as well. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Page Show. I hope you recognize this familiar face with me today, Trina. It's been a little while since we got together, but um, we are doing our thing. And a little bit of a background right now is I am gypsy mode in my RV for the summer. So you guys are going to hear all kinds of things uh, in the background, maybe some storms today or trucks going by, but that's just how we roll. And that's the beauty of podcasting. So, um, <laughs> And uh, the beauty of technology that I can do that traveling and still be with my uh, beautiful friend here from Colorado. So a uh, big hi to all the people there again and just uh, today, our topic was really on the retrograde, what's going uh, on right now in the cosmos and giving people some really good ideas of, um, you know, how to handle it. What's it really about? And Trina's going to have a lot of info on that today for you guys. Um, I like to just kind of kick it off uh, what it means to me, and then I'm going to let her take the stage here. <laughs> but for Absolutely. me, someone. Some of the science behind it really helps people understand what it is because I get a lot of people just saying, ah, retrograde, and they kind of blame everything on that. And it's, you know, some of that could be credited, but really in reality, retrograde is, uh, if we think about the cosmos and the planets orbiting, uh, particularly Mercury, our fastest little planet uh, that goes retrograde quite often, it's uh, all energetic, of course, but it's actually happening in the cosmos, that planet. Uh, the meaning of retrograde, retrograde meaning to go backwards is a time where that planet appears to be going backwards. And so if we think about that being energy and what that looks like in our life, that energy wanting to pull us backwards, pull us backwards into what old beliefs or habits or, or thinking or feeling. And it's a time where um, if you don't have a grasp on stuff, <laughs> it can really take you for a spin. It can feel like you're spinning out of orbit and uh, out of alignment. And so uh, retrograde being where the planet's in, the cosmos, uh, time it's appearing to spin uh, backwards, go backwards, and where it aligns with the constellations at the time. So for instance, right now we're in the retrograde of, uh, of the Gemini era. So Trina, talk about that a little bit because I'm all about this retrograde. This one is all my jam. I live in Gemini energy. <laughs> I live in a, I live in Mercury energy. And so uh, this one doesn't throw me for a loop quite as much. But let's talk about that. That's kind of the science behind it. Now let's get really deep into it. Go, girl. <laughs> well, like you, well, like you were just talking about, Mercury um is the planet that's closest to the sun. It literally takes 88 days to go around its orbit where we're 365 days. And it's actually what you were talking about. It's an illusion of going the opposite way. But energetically, we do feel that 
quote, quote, illusion of energy of kind of shifting and moving back. And like you said, repeated patterns of behaviors. And Mercury represents communication and travel, right? (laughs) And so that's why when retrograde comes into effect, it is all around communication. It is all based around our interactions, not only with ourselves, but all the parts around us. It also represents technology. And so what do I mean about technology? That's our cell phones, our computers, that's our, you know, any kind of technology um, device that we work with. And we tend to rely so much on those, especially for our communication, that things get muddled. So this is, I always say retrogrades are a great time to really take a moment and kind of take a step back and really sit down and reflect what you're trying to communicate. What are those pieces that you're really trying to put through and not rush? Because we always know like autocorrect will mess us (laughs) up. You know, we've all had that, that crazy like, oh my God, I did not mean to send that moment, you know, in our, um, in our texting. And then, so this is a time just to say, hey, slow down, kind of reflect on what you're trying to communicate. And maybe sometimes it's not doing it so much through, you know, texting or email. It's literally picking up the that phone, having that connection with the emotions and the sound and tone inflection. And so people really know where you're coming from, that it can't be misconstrued and that you literally say how you feel. Cause this is a part about communication that it's not in this time that we're in literally today is the new moon and we had the, the ring of fire new moon. And so eclipse is, you know, just happened this morning. So the energy is even you know, more amplified. It's literally like three times a new moon energy that we're dealing with. And what's amazing, usually with a new moon, you have the energy that kind of lingers around for a little bit. No, this one's going to kind of be with us for a while. And that's what we we need to understand. And this time, it's not only about our communications, it's really about the reflections of ourselves, within ourselves. What are we working through? What are the things that we really want to manifest and bring in, you know, what is that really strong intention? Cause it's going to stay with you for a while. So those are the pieces that you really need to start reflecting on and moving with. And so one of the things I really say is how, how is, how am I being accountable? What actions am I moving towards to bring this forth? that I'm setting these intentions because you just can't set an intention and just hope all of a sudden it's magically going to be sprinkled into your life. You know, sometimes that happens, you know, I'm not saying it does it, but for the most part, we have to lay some kind of stepping stones for spirit to kind of move in to help lay that foundation and that work for us. So what are kind of some of the things that you've been experiencing right now? Well, I just wanted to say that's true. We kind of touched on that a little bit in our ritual episode of how you really have to make it. It's got to become like a pattern. So when when these retrogrades hit, sometimes it's a reminder of just that. What do you have set up already?
ready and your rituals or your self-care regimens that may or may be serving you so it doesn't make you feel like you're going out of orbit or what it makes you aware of the things that you have to get in place. For me, that's what works most for me in retrograde. Communication, of course, is huge for me. I'm an air sign already, that Gemini energy. But what it does rock for me is sometimes it teaches me more tolerance for others and their I would say lack of communication abilities or what I would consider not my standard of communication. It teaches me tolerance to say, okay, you know, I got to be patient with others. We're not always in the same place. I think that's a good reminder for all of us because sometimes we just get in the mode and it's like we could get upset with someone over a miscommunication for some simple reason of that, just not remembering that we don't always communicate the same way. Or we're not always comfortable with that. So it brings up a lot of shadow work for me on places that I need to improve or find more tolerance for as in this whole work does, right? I don't think we catch a break. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, retrogrades do that for me, especially like you said about communication, especially when we're in this mercury type of one. It's like, uh, for me, it's, just really honing in on, uh, did I miscommunicate that? Where's my role in that? And it being a more personal contact, like you said, we get really disconnected with technology. Even us trying to do this podcast this morning, you know, like internet messing up, all of that can be that retrograde. That's why I laugh and I like, got your text and I'm like, uh-huh, sounds like, you know, that retrograde, ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, it shows up everywhere if you're aware. So again, that brings awareness to the front. It, it really makes me become more aware. If we are, if something's brought to our attention, if we're aware of it, then we can adapt to it. We can flow with it better. And uh, maybe it doesn't spin us into that hermit mode or angry mode or just anxiety mode, all of the things that people uh, definitely blame on the retrogrades. Retrograde. Yeah. And I, you know, that kind of frustrates me sometimes when I see, oh, it's just Mercury and retrograde and, and them not taking responsibility because we have to take responsibility. It's like, it's a little bump in the road. It's not the whole road. Yeah. Right. And so we, it's really important for us as, you know, communicators and active listeners to really take accountability. And like you said that, I take accountability. What am I not reflecting on? What am I not choosing to look at? Maybe where am I miscommunicating and not using the proper words that I need to right. use, right? And so with communication, one of the biggest things we can do is called active listening. And this is a hard thing for people to do. When I do group things and I have people, they just have to sit and listen. Like you can't give advice. You can't try to <laughs> fix the problem or anything. Oh my God, you just see people wiggling in their chairs. It's so hard for them just to sit and listen. And so that's a challenge I would like to give our, you know, our listeners is like, really just sit and listen to them. You know, you can engage and acknowledge that you're hearing and, you know, given, you know, reflection that you heard what they said, but don't give advice. And just listen, hold that space for someone and see the different change in the dynamics. You know, that's a hard one for people. So I'm challenging you guys yes, on that. Yes, and I'm going to back you up on that challenge <laughs> yeah. because uh, one thing that I do when I like to practice that, and this has really came up, this has come up a lot recently for me. You know, in the beginning when you're starting to use your abilities, usually you're like want to have your eyes closed and you can practice like tapping into your 
aura, your energy is better if you just do this sometimes and you really black it out. At least that's how it worked for me. And then down, you know, as you progress, you can do it different ways. But there, a lot has been coming up for me about, you know, this kind of covering this up and it really blacks out everything to where all you can really do is listen. Because I get a visual of like all these little kindergartners wiggling in their seats when you say that, because we are like that as adults, because active listening, when you're looking at someone, you're taking in body language, you're, you're dealing with all of these things at once. And it's really hard to not be like, oh, okay, now this is my entrance or whatever, you know, to say, but it really helps sometimes to just close your eyes when you're participating in that, especially if the person knows it's like, we're practicing this. <laughs> yes, you know, probably not with your spouse when they start talking to you. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's really funny because uh, I would challenge people to try that when you black this out, it really blacks out a lot of the noise, where you can really just hone in on what the person's trying to say. And you're not you're not, you're not seeing what they're doing, so you're not wanting to do something else. But it's kind of, um, I think that's a good thing to practice in, in all things, not just active listening. Sometimes just tune out what's happening here, <laughs> you know, so you can tap into what's happening well, really here. Yeah, you know, going to that place of silence is so yeah. important, right? When we do that in our sweat lodge, it, we literally go into a place of silence and darkness to learn how to quiet down the noise in our head. It's just not the environmental noise. It's the noise with our thoughts and our feelings, how to settle that down. And so I love how you said that, you know, especially when we're in kind of any going into any kind of meditative state, it's so important to quiet that noise inside yeah. our head. Right? And so when you were just talking about that with, you know, communicating with your spouse, that is one thing my husband will come to say to me, he goes, do you want me to listen? Do you want me to give you things to fix? And I'm most of the time is just listen, just sit and listen. And, you mm -hmm. know, men want to fix things. They're the fixers. They're the ones. And that was one thing he's really had to challenge himself to just sit and listen to me and not try right? to fix it. <laughs> so know? well trained. And, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but having that support of just listening and holding space for those emotions right. to be expressed has been a huge <laughs> challenge for him let me tell you because he'll even say man that was Aww. hard for me to do and I have to give him kudos and his little gold stars of like thank you for being right. that support <laughs> you know but it and then you, you, you keyed on to another big one which is nonverbal communication we have body language that conveys 75% of our communication. What? 75% of your communication. I literally did this class on nonverbal cues so I could read my clients. I could read people when I'm talking to them in a more clear way so I can tell, okay, yes, I know I can read the energy that they're not feeling safe, but you know, you can get certain indicators like when people cover their mouth there's something they want to say but they don't feel like they have the space mm -hmm. that they can say it. yes did you know that you know it's like interesting you'll see a lot of people when they don't feel safe they'll yes. they'll cross their arms because they're protecting their heart chakra or their lower abdomen they're protecting their um, solar plex chakra so pay attention to those body cues when people are communicating to you and you have to say okay take a time in and reflecting where are they not feeling safe are they feeling like they need to protect themselves yeah. a little bit more 
that is an, another great way to, to move into that is listening to people's body language. Right. What is it saying And to that's you? awesome what you just pointed out. I, I've always, I didn't see it in that perspective. That's new to me. That's pretty cool. The crossing your arms, just learning like through working with clients in professional world, not this world. I did a lot of classes. I've done some NLP stuff. You know, it's kind of just that's a different perspective on more of my world now with the chakras and protecting those areas. But it's really cool because if you're thinking about how you could read that on others, that's an, another way to tune into what's happening on yourself, within yourself, in times like retrogrades, what we're talking about. Uh, another clue where you can catch yourself, I don't know if you do this sometimes, but if you're really thinking uh, or focusing, and sometimes I can have this look on my face that looks really intense, like I'm, you know, angry or upset, or and I've had people call attention to just facial expressions that really that's not it. I'm just really in tuned, but by having an open mind to accept that what could be looked at as criticism, um, I've really been able to, you know, I. I would say I'm not perfect at it. We're not perfect at anything, probably. But I've been more aware, I guess is the word, of correcting it when I need to correct it, you know, so that other people aren't wondering like, oh, God, what's wrong with her? So it's it brought more awareness to self. That helps me when I'm not having a good day, if I'm struggling with something, like how sometimes you can go during these cosmic events. And so we're really talking about What's happening, I keep saying the cosmos, I, I love that, that because that's what's happening. This is all what we say all the time, even religion. What's happening here in the heavens is manifested on earth in this physical plane. And so in retrograde times, any of these times where you could say, I'm really struggling, it's good for people to start looking outward and say, well, what's going on out here that could be contributing to here? And then how can I go here deeper inward to see what I really need to do with this instead of letting it control everything. Because we're talking about cosmic energy, where we came from, <laughs> right? Like, this is what we're all made of. I mean, there are studies about yeah. what stars are made of. And it's literally the same composition that we're made of. And so, you know, religious beliefs and all the different listeners we're going to have, if we put that aside, there is science behind, like, we are from the cosmos. Like, we come from this place. Like, we are living. No, we're literally made. No, we're literally made from a supernova when a star um, implodes. We're literally made from that essence of all those things it brought together. And then in that, okay, when it, you know, all that stuff goes out and then it all comes back together and makes a new star. Yes. <laughs> That's our essence is literally when we're saying we're from the stars and from the universe. It is yeah. literally so when we're the truth. So, sorry. <laughs> when so we're talking when you... about this stuff we're talking about, we're talking about home. We're talking about our makeup. So we have to be in tune with what that really mm -hmm. is for us, for us to understand what we're even talking about on the show today. Like, this is really, we're talking about us, what makes us us, well, and how we cope with that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so when especially when we're looking at astrology, and these things that are going on in the cosmo, you know, the universe has certain places for us to 
to bring in certain energies, to shift and evolve ourselves. These are always yes. opportunities yes. for growth, <laughs> right? People are like, like growth, more growth. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what we're here for. We're always on this evolution towards this higher enlightenment to reach our, you know, full potentials of our star bodies. That is what we're working towards. Not this physical body, our star bodies, our energetic bodies to enlighten it into the best possible way. So when we're working with the, the, the planets, the stars, this cosmic energy, those are the lessons that we're working with to build in towards that growth. And so this one that we're in right now literally is around communications, manifestation. How can you best take accountability right. for your own actions, right? Wow, three powerful lessons that we have an opportunity to grow with. Like I'm always in awe with what the spirit shows us and how to work with that. And one of them is like we were talking about, communication. Communication is a foundational thing. You know, there's not one person that I have found that has communication <laughs> completely down. I know a lot of people that are really good with it and, and can work with it. And, you know, and then I know a lot of people that can be yeah. very manipulative with it, right? Like, no, that's not, that's not what I said. You're right. twisting my words. Listen to there. my words. Uh, let's go back. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> yeah, listen to my words. That is one of my favorite words. You know, that, that is not what I yeah. said. Listen to my words. So if you feel like someone's not receiving you or understanding what you're saying use that and it will change the direction of the communication because it, it puts accountability on that other person for how they may be trying right. to twist it does and um does when you said sense? the piece on growth of course yes we all are like oh my god more ha. but if we think about anything that's alive you know or if we think about a plant specifically that's an easier analogy if it stops growing it's probably dead so i mean you know if we think about ourselves if we stop growing if we're not evolving then we're probably dead, right? And I'll do the quotations for everyone. Uh, but but it's just an analogy to understand why, yes, we are always going to need that growth. And um, communication is, I would say, like the water to growth. I mean, how do we function in life without learning how to communicate? And we're talking about communicating with others that are on this path with us. But it's also when we talk about the manifestation side of this, it's how do we communicate with spirit? And we talk on this a little bit with, um, I'm sure some of our past episodes, I can't think about it, but uh, I know specifically we talked about this. So I want to make sure that people hear this. It's really big for this work. The way we talk to spirit, we can't be upset if we're not getting per se what we're asking for. We have to again reflect on how we're communicating with spirit. If we're all coming from this, you know, invisible thread, this cosmic energy that we're talking about, you know, they're not our bosses. They're not telling us how to walk out this contract. They're not taking the reins. We're not little puppets here. There's a lot of, I don't even want to put the word on it, but there's a lot of energy ebb and flow where they're really wanting us to tell them what it is that we want. If you can think about how, um, and I can say this because it's happened to me, how men sometimes will laugh about women who don't or get frustrated about women who don't say what they really mean. Like how, you know, like I'm okay, but you're not really okay. Or it's fine, but it's not really fine. <laughs> 
I think we all know like people like that. Um, when you do that, right. we're talking about doing that with other humans, but also with spirit. You know, we can't confuse spirit to say that we want this. We want to step into this. We want whatever. But our actions, our communications not showing that. They do need us to, like you said, lay the foundation of you're ready for this now. You can come into this power now. You're, you know, so it's communication with everything, uh, divine and physical world that we can work on in these times to really get that manifestation power in place because people kind of crap on manifestation because they don't, they think of it as prayer. Like, you know, I asked for something and I should receive it. Well, we should know that it doesn't work that way. Um, but it's also sometimes, uh, and it can work that way, I guess, but it's also about how you communicate it, right? Well, it's not only about how you communicate it. Like you, what you're saying is you have right. to take accountability for your emotions, what you're putting out there. If you're putting a lot of fear, that's the energy you're going to bring towards you. The spirit is like, okay, well, they're saying this, but their energy and their reflection is more of this. So this is what I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer the fear, the, the belief that it can't happen. And I always say, if you believe it will, it will. If you believe it won't, it won't. So it's all around our thoughts and our emotions and how we we're presenting it. We just can't just lay it out there and say, okay, I want this from spirit. Well, what's your emotions about that? What's your visualization around that? How does that look in your life? How does that present? And how can you visualize that happening in your life? That's one of the biggest keys. You know, I always say our thoughts are like the fishing rod, the line out there, and our emotions are the real bringing it in. We got to have both and we have to have this visualization of it coming into our life, that it is present, that it will happen and that it will flow. And then the biggest thing is let go of our expectations right. and how it's supposed to come in. <laughs> Everyone has this like, oh, it needs to, you know, spirit comes through the front door and they're just going to present it to me. No, that's not how it works. Spirit, I always say spirit is a, you know, fun yes. little energy that likes to surprise us. <laughs> it will come through the fireplace or it comes through other different places. When we let go of our expectations and how it's supposed to unfold in our life, that's when we're going to start seeing all the gifts of manifestation or what we're calling forth, right? Towards communication, through connections or, you know, abundance and how that is. You know, we always look at abundance as money, as, you know, but when you look at all the different things, how can you else be blessed with abundance, you know? My kids always laugh because when I go out, I always get free upgrades or people will pay for my meal. And they're like, how do you get that all the time? I go, I just trust spirit. I just know it's blessing me in my life. And I know it's going to come in unexpected ways. And when it does, I go straight into gratitude. Thank you. And my daughter's learning that. Like she just won like you know, out of like hundreds of people, a $50 gift card, and she's learning how to manifest that stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> right. Kari, start working bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but she doesn't have the expectation that it won't happen. She believes that when she puts that energy and asks, okay, this is what I'm hoping. And, you know, I'm visualizing. She goes, I saw me um, accepting the gift card. And guess what? It wow. was exactly as I visualized. Right. Mom. Like, yeah. how I always cool say spirit's got jokes. That's kind of how you, 
<laughs> we're just talking about it. And, you know, when you can bring in that perspective to it, it, the really hard times in my life, it's been hard to remind myself spirits got jokes. And I think that's where that came for me. They know how I work because I have to bring some humor into it, especially some of the things that happen in my life and that they ask me to do. So you're, um, you're absolutely right. Just losing that expectation is first key. I think even when we're talking about communication, losing the expectation of how the person's going to react to it or respond to it, or how you would want them to react to it, uh, vice versa. All of that is really key in everything that we're talking about today. Well, yeah, when you were just saying that, it's we have to look out of our emotions, and like you were saying, accountability. When we have an expectation for someone to respond or react in the same way we would, well, guess what? We're kind of setting ourselves up for failure with that communication. Some people are not in the same place as we, and we got to understand that and go into a place of almost forgiveness that they don't see it the same way or they don't have the same direction. So how can you help with that? It's really conveying how you feel. I feel not pushing blame on anybody or anything. It's just like, I feel when this is said or this action is done, this is how this makes me feel. And when you start communicating from that way, it helps the people receive in a lot different place. Right. And then there's sometimes you just need to cut off the communication. Sometimes there's just, it's, it can be such an, a toxic exchange. You say, you know, I don't think this is working. This is something I'm going to have to say, we're done with this conversation. We can come back to it when maybe things aren't so heated or when th emotions aren't so high, but right now we're not communicating right now. It's just becoming an argument or it's becoming something that we're, we're trying to tear the other person down. And right. that's not the energy that I want to put out there or give. And that's hard to do. That's a hard thing to really take a reflection of your own emotions. Because, you know, I trust know. me, I'm a fighter, Paige. <laughs> you know, if you want to come at me, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? And so oh, it's God. really been a hard thing for me to like, okay, Trina, calm down. What am I not, rea where am I reacting out of emotion and wanting to like fight and defend and really go to a place of reflection? What yes. is my response? I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but I, <laughs> that's right? the best part of the show, I think, <laughs> so far is hearing you no, say, come at me. <laughs> I'm, I just. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> My poor husband, he knows cuz I'll have to say to him, I'm in fighter mode right now. If we keep this <laughs> right. conversation, it will not be nice, <laughs> you know? And he's really had learned how to back off of me because he's like the little bee. He just keep are the little wasp literally. Yes. He just wants to he wants to finish it. He wants to fix it. And when you I when I feel like you're coming at me constantly, yeah guess what? You're going to get the fighter. You're going to get the warrior. And I literally have to say, right. uh-uh, she's, she's in full <laughs> battle gear right now. And I'm going to come at you. Mm. And that's like, you know, people yeah. are like, oh, that's not spiritual. No, that's me. That's who I am. And I have that, re I have that, um, self-reflection to know right. when I'm in that mode. Well, that's a great point. I can't communicate. But I just can't. And so I know, I know. Yeah. That I need to take a break. 
I just need to take a break. I need to go for my walk. I need to go breathe. I need to go um, do one of my meditations yeah. or go talk to one of my girlfriends. And then I can come back. Yeah. And sit so and all of that actually and just telling your story is really a good um list of self-help things. So getting back to this retrograde and the energy and communication, all of that we're talking about today, um, you know, to kind of close this up, let's just talk a little bit more about ways that people can um, navigate this energy. Because really, um, when you're talking about your self-awareness, we talked about the misconception of spiritual people. And that's an example, like you being able to say, I'm a fighter, that does not make you less spiritual. Uh, If you were out of control and hurting people and not in control of that, uh, or aware of that, that's different. You know, you're building up a lot of energies you have to work through. But you're recognizing the realness. And so in these type of um, cosmic energies that we're talking about, uh, people need to to know that. They need to understand that it's okay to feel certain things, but it's also um, important that you get a grasp on them, know how to handle them uh, so that you can be around other people without causing harm everywhere. And these types of energies like retrogrades really do uh, full moons. You know, we joke about that, but the cosmic energies can really cause people to take it out if they're not really balanced. And even some of us who know what's happening, we still have to be in tune with that. We still have to really try harder in those times to keep it in check because we're still human like everyone else. But, you know, taking a walk, all the things you just said, that can really help. But it's also, I think, important for people to know that it's okay to just feel it. It's not okay to like spew it on everyone else, but it's okay if you know that you can't handle this particular energy because whatever else is happening in life, go into hermit mode. That's what I always say. Hermit card's probably my favorite card of the tarot. Like go into the hermit mode, go into self-reflection and put that all towards yourself. Don't output that or project that this way, right? Because that's where you'll really see some intense growth is when you all, you can say, I'm going to put this all inward. I'm going to take a week for myself where I don't do this or that. And I don't go out and I just stay home. It's okay to feel that too. With the mental health issues and awareness and all of that, that's really screaming at us as a whole humanity. I think people need to know it's okay. We're not telling you, hey, you should do all of these things and you shouldn't feel the energies that are going on around you. No, it's okay sometimes to say, I just have to ride this one out. (laughs) But yeah. It's okay to say no. Too. That's the biggest thing that people don't realize how important it is to say no to that activity. And especially now, like things are opening up, like I'm getting tons of texts. When can we meet? When can we do this? When we give you that? And I'm like, whew, this is feeling a little bit overwhelming and I'm having to space it out and it's okay to say no, maybe next week or the following week or, you know, you guide yourself for that. It's okay to especially as us as women, we're, we're caregivers. We take care of everybody. And especially if you're a mom too, you put so much responsibility on your plate and it's okay to say, no, I don't feel like cooking dinner tonight. 
tonight is, you know, it's your turn or we're ordering out. It's okay to set those boundaries and say no to people. Like, hey, can you just do this one more extra task and your your plate feels so much full and you know it feels full? Don't take right. that on. Say no. Yes. You know, right we now, need it just to say no. Right. I'm sorry. I, I would say help. we need to say it's no okay more say than that. ever in our lives, mm-hmm. especially like you said, with things ramping back up, everything's opening up and we've all felt like we were, you know, I don't know, trapped. There's, there's, I don't know a better word for it. We were kind of trapped in the energy that was this past year and being told for the first time in our lives, like as adults, what we could or could not do. That feels like a, a whole nother energy that we had to get a grasp on. And now it's like, we're going to be a bunch of people let out. Like the gate is open and everybody's trying to run for freedom. And it's like, what can we do? And how many things can we do? And, and, you know, it's going to be from a time where we really cut back on stuff because we had no other choice to now we're going to be tempted to go back into that crazy mode where we're overworked, overtired, all of the things. And it's not ironic that this is all happening around a time like this with a retrograde, all about communication. We have to be able to truly know uh, what we learned from this experience. It's our time to say, okay, you're free, but what did you learn from that? Well, hopefully we learned that the schedules being lighter made us feel lighter, not having to do all of the things because we couldn't do all the things, you know, helped us identify what we didn't want to do again. So I hope that we don't go into this new freedom, (laughs) this new energy shift to the old ways. Going back to old, going back to old patterns, going back to old patterns, because we were we were shown that that didn't work. Yes, and I I'm totally on the same page with you. So some of the ways that we can help people is breathe. You know, always when you're feeling that overwhelming energy, take those few deep breaths. Do what I call the shaman breath, where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four, and then release for four, and do that four times. Feel that energy, feel that prana, life force energy going in and out of your body. Sit down and sit about the communication that you really want to do. You know, reread that text, reread that email before it's sent. And always ask, am I sending this from a place of emotion? Am I doing it from a reactive place? Or is this truly the place that I want to communicate this from? There's sometimes you need to put that email away for two hours and then come back to it. And you'll you'll see yourself rewording that email because, you know, when you first read it, it was really harsh or um, conveyed what you really don't want to convey. And so sit with that. Have some reflection with the communication. And it's okay to pick up that phone and actually say, what do you mean by this? I'm, I'm confused. Can you explain this? And ask for help. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, say, hey, I need help. You know, that was one of the things with the kids the other day. Who, who got laundry? Who can help me with laundry? And, you know, <laughs> even though I, I had to go through the, some of the steps with, you know, m- one of my older boys, you know, he got it. Now he's stepping in and doing that. So it's, it's okay to ask for those pieces. Another place that you can do is 
take some time for just you like you were saying you know mm -hmm. you know say that word no take that time to help recharge yourself is it that bath is it that walk is it that reflection and going spending some time with that really close yeah. friend um, um when you were talking about that, that like the first thing you. that came to me was naps uh i'm all what about having to shut off the noise i because you know i got that going on all the time up here <laughs> and it's not always a time to you know, meditate because it's just not, we just know we're living this life. But when your body is just tired, you know that you're getting sleepy, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you're yawning to death. It's like, or you're just feeling that fatigue, that tired in your body. That's there's nothing wrong with spending 15 minutes to take a quick nap. Sometimes I will set that timer on my phone to make sure that I don't go past that magic 15 minutes. And naps can really switch your brain off. It's like the best form of meditation. You're literally going into a healing state for just the right amount of time, that 15 minute period. And then you can be popped back out of it and you can feel refreshed. I used to do that when I worked as a hygienist on my lunch break. By lunch, I was just dead tired. I'm sure you understand with nursing, working with people all the time. And if you got that hour break, I knew that 15 minutes of it was going oh, yeah. to be my nap. And I would do my nap before my food because I knew like I could still eat, you know, on the go. I could eat in between people, but I can't nap in between people. And I would take that time to listen to my music and make myself take that that 15 minute brain break is what I call it. And I can see with my kids that that works as well too. They're way past the napping age, but there's a time where I'll say to them, it's time for your brain to have a break. So go to your bed and just, you know, look at a book or something and it never fails that they'll pass out and they may or may not take a long nap, but it's just a signal that I see that has worked really well with my body. And so I like to teach that to my kids, but I think that's great for all adults. If you're working even, you should have a lunch break. All right. There's a problem if you don't have a lunch break. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that was one of the things with nursing. We weren't even allowed, you know, we learned to, you know, hold, you know, to go to the bathroom for hours, even in a 12 hour shift. It was, and that was one thing I had to retrain yeah. my body that it was okay to give it permission. Like you were saying for breaks, for that downtime, it's so key and important. People don't even realize too, the time that our body releases certain hormones is when we're in the quiet calm state. And then the last thing I wanted to say on what you were talking about is the breath. When you called it the shaman breath, there is something um, that I just started incorporating into my practice because on the topic of covering your eyes and blacking all that out, there's part of the shaman breath where you can take your tongue to that space between where your hard palate and your soft palate meet. And you can hold your tongue there while you take your breaths. And I kid you not, I'm sure it will work differently for everyone else, but I've worked, I've used it on um, clients recently because if you take your tongue to that space while you take those type shaman breaths, it literally blacks it all out for you. It's something with your brain that switches off and it literally is like the quick, quickest clock in is what I call it, um, to do that now. So I do that when I'm getting frustrated or upset. I'll put my tongue there and it just like tells my brain, calm down. No, that is, that is a, no, it's a great technique and you, it, it is, it does trigger something in the brain. How are we going to end this today on all of this beautiful energy? 
on all this beautiful energy, just remember retrogrades is about reflection. It doesn't rule your life. And take that time to really go into a reflection for yourself and for the relationships that are around you. We hope with this energy that's all about abundance and manifestation that you tap into that energy so you can really bring this abundance into all aspects of your life. And we can't wait to see and share your stories on our social media platforms. We want to hear these. We want to hear how this is engaging and shifting your life. So let's hear from you some more. And until we do this again, take care of yourself. Thank you for joining Paige and I as we went through this journey of Mercury retrogrades. Hit like and subscribe and let us know and give us any ideas of any topics you want us to explore. And may your next retrograde be more Freddy than retrograde itself.